0: What's going on, everybody? This is Heath, and I'm here with Stephen. This is Tillman's Corner Sports Talk. We want to take a second to thank everybody for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok, Tillman's Corner Sports Talk. Share us on Spotify, Tillman's Corner Sports Talk. Stephen, we have a great, great episode, a great interview. Yeah, Richard Mullaney. Former
1: Oregon State and Alabama football receiver, was a part of that 2015 national championship team when they beat Clemson. Have his interview
0: coming up here in a minute, so let's just get right to it. All right, we're here with Richard Mullaney, former Oregon State receiver, transferred to Bama. He was a part of the 2015 national championship team. How you doing, Richard?
2: I'm good. I appreciate you guys having me on.
0: Oh, man, we really, really appreciate you doing it. So, what you been up to, man? How's life after football? What you been doing?
2: It's been good. I'm uh, actually over here coaching at a local high school, um, Notre Dame High School in Sherman Oaks, California. So, so it's been good. It's been fun just kind of, you know, teaching the sport that's given me a lot and that I love, uh, the young ones. And, uh, yeah, it's been everything's been good.
1: Are you hoping to like move up? Are you are you head coaching? Are you coordinator? What you what you doing there? Uh,
2: doing receivers in the pass game. Uh, kind of something I just started the past two years, and kind of my my one of my best friends got the uh, head coaching job over here and asked me to help, and just turned into more and more every single time. So, uh, let's see. I think uh, might want to make a career out of it, but you know, taking it day by day.
0: I hear you. That's all you can do, man. So, so, let's just jump right into it. Like I said, we don't want to keep you too long. I know you got a lot going on. So, you were playing at Oregon State, and you transferred to Bama. What made you want to transfer from Oregon State?
2: Um, uh, once our head coach Mike Riley left, um, ended up going to Nebraska. Uh, my at the end of my junior year, so right, right when that winter winter break was happening. Um, we had a team meeting, and he announced he was leaving. And that kind of uh, kind of brought it to my attention. Me and my dad kind of actually briefly talked about it, um, you know, just because, you know, it's going into my senior year. Um, we weren't really returning a lot at Oregon State, and we didn't know who the head coach was going to be. But um, with the new head coach coming in, I went through spring with them. That's what me and my dad kind of just talked about. was like, hey, let's go through spring. Let's see how it is um and just me and the new head coach was it just wasn't really a good fit um and you know we were going to be young and I know I needed to I think both of our quarterbacks going into that year were I think one was a true freshman the other was a red shirt freshman so that was going to be tough it's kind of like a rebuilding year um so I knew you know I wanted to go and live my dream and make it to the NFL and try to play. So I knew I needed to kind of needed a new change of scenery. Right. So that's what kind of, kind of all that sparked up.
1: <laughs> and who, who were the schools that you were kind of in the transfer process that you were interested in and that was you know, kind of reaching out to you also?
2: Um, shoot, it was, it was kind of a crazy thing. Um, kind of right when I got my release, it was, uh, i let's see i got my release on a thursday graduated that friday so it was kind of like floodgates between those two like those two things happening uh back to back and bama was one of the first schools that reached out um in like georgia utah uh shoot miami nc state you name it it was uh it was pretty crazy and um yeah, once once Bama reached out, it was kind of like, hey, we want to get you on a plane like right away. So like, literally graduated Friday. I think I was on a plane to Bama on Sunday.
0: <laughs> Heck yeah! Uh, what what appealed what appealed you to come to Alabama? Was it Nick Saban, just the winning? What what was it about Alabama?
2: Yeah, I mean, shoot, where do I start? Um, well, the immediate connection was Kiffin being there. So he was in he was at USC when I was coming out of high school. So I visited USC a couple times obviously know, have a relationship or had a relationship with Kiffin, um, throughout that process. And so that, that was number one thing. And then two, obviously, I mean, coach Saban, best of all time, the winning tradition, uh, like you said, there's a laundry list of things that made me want to go there, but, um, definitely Kiffin and, you know, Saban was a huge thing, obviously.
0: Lane Kiffin, we're, me and Steven are huge fans of Lane Kiffin and, he got the thing. They, I don't know if you could see it during the game, but he would always when he called a good play and it was a big time play action pass. He would always throw his hands up like the touchdown before the quarterback even let go of the ball. I guess he was a good yep. receiver. Is that something y'all notice on the sideline? And what is it like having such? When Lane Kiffin is such a great play caller and right, setting plays up, what is it like having somebody like that call plays?
2: Uh, it makes it makes playing a lot easier, right? You know, he's uh, he's already like three steps ahead of their defense coordinator. So just the way he sets it up, you know, the way that he, the way that he makes an offense for his personnel, what he has, I think that's like a huge thing. Um, you know, cause there's a lot of coaches out there that, you know, it's kind of, it's their way. And this is how we're running things and this is what it is. And, you know, no matter who we have, where his is like, all right, these are the guys we have. This is where we're good at. This is where, you know, we're not so good at and he's making an offense for that. And so that's what was fun. Um just how he introduced it to us and, you know, just how that offense grew throughout the year and uh, you know, it, it was it was probably the most fun I've had playing football in one year. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's good stuff. Heath and I talk about that all the time, that great coaches have the ability to adapt to who they have around them and, mm-hmm. you know, to the situation. What would you say, like, you know, playing under Lane Kiffin, what was maybe one of your top memories of, of Lane Kiffin? Um,
2: gosh, there's so many. I think it was just, like, how how close, like – I mean, one, how close our team was in general, but just how – close like the offense was and how we just really were like one unit one heartbeat um everything was celebrated uh it was just it was just a lot of fun it's it's hard to pinpoint one thing it was just one of one of the best years of my life it was great
0: so you graduate from oregon state like you said you hop on the plane go to alabama you're enrolled (laughs) there what is your first impressions of nick saban and in in a second question What is your best memory of Nick Saban?
2: Um, First impression was intimidating. I was like, wow, you know, you hear all the stories, you know, obviously his resume, everything. um, There wasn't ever, like, wasted time there. It was always like if you're having a meeting, you're walking away with a purpose or – some saying, or there's a rhyme and reason to everything where, you know, you're, you're at some places or, you know, even like a normal work day or whatever, your, your boss calls a meeting. And you're like, why did we just have that meeting? <laughs> what was right. the purpose of that? With him? It was like, everything's calculated. Everything is so professionally done that like, you're always walking away with something. And probably my favorite memory was, it was one of the earlier practices when I was there. Um, And I was one of the uh, return specialists, and he would always go back with us. And um, we were back there. I remember it was me, Cyrus Jones, uh, Tony, a bunch of guys. And he, I forget what he actually said, but he was, like, telling a joke, but we didn't know it was a joke. (laughs) So, like, he, like, he, he told it. And like we all are like looking at each other, like he's like waiting for us to like give a reaction or laugh. So I remember him like making eye contact to me and like leaning in, like waiting for me to laugh. And I like pretend like to laugh. I'm like ah oh, ha ha, and then he starts laughing, and I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> it was just it was it was funny. It's something I won't forever forget.
1: <laughs> That's funny. That's the you know obviously as fans and most people don't get to see the you know, up close and personal with Nick Saban on the insides and stuff. But it's, it's always funny to watch him uh, and hear stories about him, especially – I'm sure you saw that the virtual reality thing he had, I guess his daughter yeah. of boxing. Was boxing. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, so kind of getting into the, the, the season that you had. So in 2015, you know, into that season, there was a quarterback battle going on with Jacob Coker and Cooper Bateman. How close, you know, you were in practice and in camp and all that stuff. How close was that competition that you know of? And then did the players kind of, you know, you hate saying prefer one guy over the other, but just being in practice and going through the reps with these guys and being around them, how close was the competition? And also, did y'all prefer one guy over the other?
2: Um, Yeah, I mean, we knew that there was a competition, but I think to – a lot of us it wasn't really a competition it was like also I mean Coker's my guy he's like one of my best friends um, but besides the point it was like this is Jake's team um and I thought we thought that was pretty set early on um I think the biggest uh <laughs> the biggest surprise was going in the old Miss game um I remember Saban brought in a couple of us uh, individually and asked who we, who would we want to start Cooper or Coker. And I mean, I think if you ask everybody, they said Jacob and then we get in the huddle <laughs> first, first drive and it's Cooper. And we're all like looking around like what what is happening right now? So that was, that was a little confusing,
0: <laughs> but
2: um uh, <laughs> Sorry, what
0: was that? No, I was gonna say that is literally the next question we have on our list, and I was just <laughs> gonna ask you: Did y'all know you just answered that? Because to the fans, we were all shocked. Like you, everybody thought it was Jacob Coker's team. So yeah. I, I was wondering: Did something happen in practice? I, I, first, this is first. I, I didn't know that all the players preferred Jacob over Cooper. So why do you think, Saban? Like, what do you think the reasoning behind that was? Um, I don't know.
2: You know, I think maybe to fire, get a fire under Jake or something, to be honest. I mean, you know, like I said, there's always a rhyme and reason to everything. But I remember talking to Ryan Kelly and Kenyon Drake after, I think it was Kenyon, after, like, we met with Saban really quick. It was literally like, all right, coach is ready to see you. And he sat down and he just asked the question. And then like, that was it. And I remember talking to Ryan after, I'm like, would you say <laughs> I was like Coker I was like yeah of course me too he's like okay and then asked another one it was like Coker I was like okay and then you're going in the game you know it was Jake 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 and then yeah first huddle like Bateman we were all like what is happening right now?
1: so y'all didn't even know until literally you're standing on the field and he's yeah coming there to give you the play
0: that's, yeah, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's,
0: that's well, no wonder we lost. Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: that's got to be. I mean, like you said, Saban has a, a reason for everything. It seems like maybe, I uh, don't. Maybe he was just trying to light a fire under for some reason. I,
0: I don't know. But that's that's insane to hear that story. So, what was the feeling like in the locker room after that game? Like you said, probably a lot of confusion, a lot of second guessing. You know, why did we do this and that? What was the feeling like after that loss?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it hurt, obviously. But, I mean, shoot, we shot ourselves in the foot enough just to even be able to have a chance to win at the end of that game. Um, I think, what, we fumbled the ball twice within our 25-yard line on and or three times maybe. I don't even remember. Yeah, fumbled. Uh, and then
1: I think that was also, I believe, it was that fluky pass by Chad Kelly that, like, he, no, he just yeah, heaved it, it yeah. up Bounce and saw on the off <laughs> his head yeah. and co- so yeah there was a lot that kind of kind of uh went wrong but so moving past that game what moment would you say i have a kind of a idea in mind for me would you say that this was jake's team that he 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 is the head dog of our team of our offense who what moment maybe or even game would you say
2: i think it was just that i mean just the end of that old Miss game, just how he, yep. I mean, I remember a, vividly a run he had um, in the fourth quarter to set up a score. I think it was like a third and long. Um, but I think like broke two tackles, ended up getting the first down, and we ended up scoring, and, you know, then we have a chance to win at the end of it. Uh, I think just his performance in that game alone, um, we all were like, all right, jakes you know, he's our guy. Um, and then I think, you know, it's crazy. I mean, I guess it's not crazy to say, but that loss, I would say brought our team so close. Um, I mean, you know, obviously I'm outside looking in, I'm already, you know, senior coming in transfer. And that wasn't really a thing. And, um, you know, know some of the guys got close to some of the guys, you know, there's always that like disconnect. And I think after that game, um, you know, Because you have – between Derrick Henry, Asha, and Robinson, you have the biggest names in college football who I think once that game happened, we all realized, hey, we need to lean on each other and not one person can win a game alone, especially when the competition's high. Um, Because I remember that next Thursday going into Georgia, uh, I think – our, our whole team was in there after practice lifting. Like, it was just like we became such a strong unit. Um, it was really cool just to be a part of that.
0: Yeah, beat the brakes off Georgia the next week. Love that. Yeah. So, Derrick Henry, you mentioned him. He won the Heisman that year. He really started to become the focus of the offense. Can you talk to us about Derrick Henry, what makes him great? And have you ever played with a player that – I'm like he was just a man amongst boys out there at the running back position.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's uh, different. I remember getting there on my visit with my dad, and the first people to meet, greet us was Derek and Aishon. I remember my dad, my dad shaking Aishon's hand. I think Aishon's like eighteen, nineteen at the time, <laughs> and it's like, oh, hey, it was like hey, A'shaun Robinson. And my dad's like, oh, what what do you coach? And he's like, not. Nah, <laughs> I play D line here. I'm a freshman <laughs> or sophomore. He's like, What? <laughs> and then same thing with Derek. He's like, Oh, uh, I know the name, but you're the running back? <laughs> he's like, like Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. I mean he's but it goes beyond just like him being that big. There's a there's a rhyme and reason to everything. That guy works so hard. Like I said, he's I mean, shoot, Thursday nights after practice, he's in there squatting heavy. For reps, like there's a reason why he was our workhorse and why we leaned on him. Um, you know, he he ain't the raw raw guy. He'll say things when he needs to say things. But talk about leading by example, that guy's the best at it. At least that I've been around.
0: Yeah, and Derek, he's he's one of our favorite. And like I said, we don't want to keep it too long, so let's jump ahead to the national championship could be to me one of the best national championship games of all time can you talk to us about mm-hmm. that game and and Stephen was actually showing me the replay of uh king and drake when he took it back to the house you up there trying to kate catch him and spring the blocks oh, for my freaking uh, letter talk to us about the game <laughs> and what that play meant
2: um gosh it was i mean just to see the replay is it's always awesome to see even though I like diving on the ground. <laughs> I, didn't even, I hate that. I hate, I hate, I regret that I didn't get up and go celebrate. I was just so exhausted. <laughs> um, but, man, that game was fun. I remember hearing the onside kick, uh, Saban calling it, and then Kiffin Kiffin getting note of it, obviously, through the headset. And we were all about to get up and watch it. He goes, no, no, sit down, because he had the offense. Together. He's like, no, no, sit down, sit down, sit down. But they're doing it right now. They're doing it. And we're like, what? And then that happened, Marlin catching it. Um, like I said, it was uh, it's it's obviously one of the best games ever. But um, just to be a part of that, be a part of a national champion team, and uh, it was it was so fun just to cap off a great year.
0: Yeah, that was and so that's awesome that Lane Kiffin heard. And because you know apparently they got coaches that on the opposing team that actually look at the sideline, they try to catch on those. Because if y'all would have got up and went to the sideline, they may have known that y'all were going to yeah. do an awesome Like, hey, thumbs
2: up, yeah. <laughs> right, so
0: Lane Kiffin, you mentioned, he put on an absolute clinic in the National Championship. Those fake screens to O.J. Howard and stuff, getting him wide yeah. open. The yeah. game plan, did y'all going yeah. into that game have that feeling that, okay, we can score on these guys pretty much whenever we feel like it?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, just the tools we had. um, just the depth at the positions, our the O line. I mean, Jake throwing the ball. I mean, shoot, OJ before that. Obviously, everyone knew who OJ was, right? But that was his coming out party. I mean, we knew he could do that every single game. But you know, like I said, there's a rhyme and reason to everything Kiffin it does. It's uh, it was awesome to see him have that moment on that stage.
1: So quick question, kind of, I know I'm kind of going backwards, the onside kick, I'm just curious, was that something planned going into the game based off of, you know, um, watching film and that how Clemson was so tight on their kickoff return? Did y'all know it was coming at some point, you just didn't know when, or it was just a complete surprise?
2: Uh, no, I mean, it was definitely a surprise call. <laughs> we definitely did not know that was, but you know, you practice this stuff every week, you practice reverses trick plays onside you know you practice that and you always have it in your back pocket and because that that guy was that was the thing on their kick return um that front guy was always way pushed in like by the hash so we knew we had all that space on the outside um and i you know on that play you just tucked in a little bit more than usual i guess and you know because Great kick, great catch, great call, <laughs> everything.
0: Yeah, special teams can either win you a lot of games or lose you some games, and it definitely won Alabama that game, that kick return for the touchdown, and then the onside mm-hmm. kick. What is your be- – oh, I got to hear a question. What was the feeling like? Did the offense kind of feel on the sideline that y'all needed to score pretty much every time you got the ball because of how effective Deshaun Watson, I mean, he had an incredible game, how how mm-hmm. great the Clemson offense was doing?
2: Um, I don't think it was that. I think we just, we just needed to play our game. You know, I don't think there was really like a sense of urgency or, um, anything of like, oh, we need to score here, like nervousness or anything. I think, you know, we had the right game plan. Um, and we just executed what the coaches wanted. I think that was the biggest thing. I think, you know, from top to bottom, everyone did their job. Um, I mean, obviously we had the kick return and, Stuff like that, but to put up that much points on offense in a natty, um, I think speaks volumes alone. So, um, I think it was just between the execution and, and you know, the game plan.
0: What is your best memory at Alabama? Favorite memory? And then, second question favorite play, like personal, that you actually had to fake them?
2: Uh, favorite memory, um, Honestly, just being around the guys, you know, being around that team um, between the trainers to the PR people, to the front office, to the coaches, to, you know, just the locker room with the guys. uh, It was nothing I've ever been around before. Um, You have the best of the best, which, you know, a lot of people would think like egos and stuff like that, but man. You want to talk about egoless people um, coming together and playing their best all together and playing for each other. I think that was uh, the coolest thing. Um, favorite play? I mean, it's got to be the old Miss hurdle, even though we lost.
0: <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> what was that I mean, feeling, getting to the sideline, all the guys hyping you up and stuff?
2: Oh, I, I can't explain it. It was the craziest feeling.
0: Have you, have you ever done that before, or is that something you just pulled out of the hat?
2: Just pulled it right out of the hat. <laughs> I wasn't even supposed to get the ball on that play, but the corner—I don't even know. That was that. Was, I can't even. Just because that was our first score of the game, it was. That was some crazy. I can. I will never feel that ever again in my life.
0: <laughs> Did you talk a little trash? Did you talk a little trash after it? Oh yeah. Was, <laughs> Freaking got to man. Hey, here's the last yeah. question. And we'll let you go. If you could go back and change anything about your career, football playing career, what would it be? Or would you change anything?
2: I can't change anything. That uh like I said to to cap off my college career going to the south. Don't know what I was getting myself into with the humidity and fried food every day. Uh I wouldn't change it for anything. That was uh so fun. One of the best decisions of my life. Um, lifelong friends from it and lifelong memories. And just so grateful that I got that opportunity.
0: Thank you so much. Richard, Mullaney, everybody. Man, best of luck to you all in this upcoming season. We really appreciate it. This is one of, by far, our favorite interviews, man. You're yeah, amazing. Yeah, sure.
2: I appreciate it, guys. It means a lot.
0: All right, man. Be good. We appreciate it. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Talk to you guys. Bye.
0: Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, make sure to share this, man. What a great interview, Richard. Yeah. Blaine. A lot of insight. Me and Steve had no idea about the start in the Cooper Bait. Yeah, man. That's, in, that's that is crazy, stuff. man. We'll have to talk about that later. My goodness, what a great interview. Share, share, share. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Tim's Corner Sports Talk and at Twitter. Don't forget to share this episode on Spotify. Until next week, see, see ya. ya.